Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio. Reporting from the basement of the Dairy Civic Center, this is CM Alexander with the news. For the third consecutive year, thousands of jingle bells have appeared overnight all over dairy. This is your reminder to make sure your raining boulders insurance is up to date before granite season. As the old forecast goes, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, rocks. You're listening to Dairy Public Radio. This is Dairy Public Radio. Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio, a bi-weekly Stephen King Book Club podcast. I'm one of your hosts, CM Alexander, alongside Joshua Kahn. Hey, everybody. And Benjamin Graham. Happy holidays, constant readers. <laughs> and today, we are back with one of our most favorite bonus episodes, our Merry Dairy Christmas. And as usual, we have our cheater, I mean our host, Josh, <laughs> so in charge of the questions, and he is going to take us through this adventure. All right, guys, let's do it. I, I Every year, I look so forward to this episode, and this is something very different has happened this year. I don't like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually, I, as you said, I cheat and I create all the questions. This year, almost, well, over half of them are listener questions that they've sent to us. And, for and the that record, you know ahead of time. It, well, I still know because I have to compile the list. Although, for the record, I did see one email come through that said, for Josh's eyes only, <laughs> in, in the subject line, and I did not look. So I didn't want to spoil it. Yeah. So good job. I think that was Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Let's kick things off with the same question uh, for every year. Guys, you're drawing your three. Who do you draw? Is this and the first This is the question first, of first the question every year. year. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and to recap, while you guys think about your drawing of the three, I'm going to recap all of the books we read this past year. So you'll have something to draw from. <laughs> so this year we covered Christine. Dolan's Cadillac, Mr. Mercedes, Thinner, Dead Zone, Cell, Dreamcatcher, and It. The, this is so hard because I know for a fact, in a recent episode, there was a character that I said, <laughs> I'll be remembering them come our Christmas episode. You and sure did. I, do you know? I do. Because I... Have not remembered them <laughs> come our Christmas episode. <laughs> it, it, it rhymes with Bowen Tunderhill. <laughs> okay, I do remember. Thank you for your amazing clue. Thank you. I'm uh, an improviser. Which is wild, because why would I draw Owen Underhill? Because he's a gunslinger. He's he's pretty good. But <laughs> In the our selection from the past year, the number one pick in my mind is Bill Hodges. Bill Hodges is a great pick. He yeah. he's not a, a classic action character. In fact, if I remember correctly, through most of the uh, book, he's pretty reluctant to use his gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than late at night by himself. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say with uh, with his lady friend. <laughs> uh but he's the I, I i believe he has the most character mm. of the characters that we've seen this year if that makes sense yeah, absolutely 
So I feel like I'm I'm cheating here because I get to pick the big names. Uh, well, we can have <laughs> similar picks. Okay, yeah. because you have to pick from our current book. And of all the characters, Big Bill is a gunslinger. Big Bill, yeah. He's mm-hmm. the one that everyone looks to. He's in those moments when he is... We haven't even talked about this in our episodes yet. (laughs) We're recording that next. When he's being the big hero that they all need and they're all looking up to him, you can just see the the Roland look on his face, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So would you do you take older Bill or younger Bill? Here's weirdly enough, young Bill. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's only because we haven't finished the book yet. And, <laughs> that's uh, fair. And does he get to have silver? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> What's Bill without silver? Of course. <laughs> and for my third one, I guess I'll, I, I will honor uh, Owen Underhill because <laughs> uh, he does the the final showdown. It, it's a rough book, but the the final showdown at the aqueduct whatever the fuck it was called (laughs) pretty pretty fucking cool yeah agreed all right cm i would take i'd take holly gibney which is funny because ben picked holly last year because we did the outsider yep and i was wondering if you i was wondering if you'd scoop her again i I this year completely, (laughs) uh, completely did not occur to me because what we this year we read about such early holly right yeah uh and it was just at her the beginning of her mm-hmm. coming into yeah. her gunslinger yeah. powers. <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of cheating because I know what she's capable of, even if she doesn't yet. So I would pick Holly. I would also pick, oh, it's so hard between, for me, between Ben and Bev. Because mm. Ben is really handy. He's got those great skills. I don't know, though. Bev is just like the heart of this group. I feel like that's really important. I'm going to go Bev. All right. She also is the one that actively shoots. Like. That is yeah, true. <laughs> she's like sincerely a gunslinger. <laughs> and Christine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's because you yeah. have to get there. That's true. And, she would, she like, would make travel a lot it's easier. Like drawing Blaine the Mono. <laughs> <laughs> he's evil, but he's fast. Yep. Yeah, but <laughs> getting. All of you piled into Christine, though. How is that going to affect your group? Oh, see, that's that's why I take Kid Beverly, because you have the faith of a child to really combat whatever weirdness Christine is bringing to the table. Those two kind of balance each other out. And Holly, she's really good with monsters. So I just let those two take care of it. And I really <laughs> hope that I didn't make a terrible choice. <laughs> I really hope that Christine didn't... Uh, take you all out on the journey. Well, if there's no man for her to be jealous over, maybe it's okay. I, I was just about to say, sure. is this our first all, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. all female drawing? Yeah, it absolutely. Is. They got three right. women on, nice. the, on that team. Yeah. Uh, so for mine, I'm going to go with uh, Gina Lemke. See, I was mm. gonna say, uh, but I knew it would be stealing it. From <laughs> I appreciate that. It was. I was having a very hard time. I knew if one of you picked Gina, I would just pick Janelli because mm. Je- I almost want to take them both because their back and forth is just great. Uh, wow. The two of them. Yeah, you'd have to keep them under control, right? <laughs> so I would. I'd take Gina, and it's funny that uh, we all picked a loser. I'd take Mike Hanlon mm. because I feel like he's just he's so smart. 
and he remains so calm. Yeah. And as you, we we talked about, well, we will talk about the uh, the smoke mm-hmm. in the in the underground. Like the, he he can get visions, these mm-hmm. kind of things. Like very useful traits, Mike Hanlon. And then my last pick is going to be weirdly enough for how much I didn't enjoy the book, but Johnny Smith. Mm. Johnny Smith's yeah, a, good a good choice. One. Yeah. I feel like that's that's the kind of the teamwork between Mike and Johnny would go yeah. a long way because any problem you can't solve with Mike's brain, Johnny can dig deeper. And I feel like the two of them would just work together really well. Those are good picks. Yeah. Let's move on to my favorite of our <laughs> games. Good old fashioned Mary fuck kill. Oh, and we're going to go to Ben first. For this That's year's MMMMILF edition. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's gross. That's gross. Chad. <laughs> uh, I need that someone cut that out. I need that as a ringtone. <laughs> Sample that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Ben, your three for this year's Mary Fuck Kill are Deborah Hartsfield, Sonia Kasprak, oh. and Heidi Halleck. As every year, you are going to rem- have to remind me of the f- <laughs> who the fuck the third one is. Uh, the wife from Thinner. Okay. Boy. One who may or may not be fucking around, depending on who you listen to. Well, depending on the book or movie. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, this... We know she gives a good handy. So good you'll kill someone. <laughs> so good you'll kill someone. <laughs> But what consequences? (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like of the three, the clearest Mary is the wife from Thinner. Because she's at least not a lunatic. (laughs) She's a a good wife. Yeah. uh, Worst case scenario, she's cheating on me. That's not great. But (laughs) she's not... Norma Kasprak. <laughs> Sonia. So her name's Sonia? Mm-hmm. Seems like a Norma. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Normas that are listening, I guess. And oh boy, the, <laughs> it's hard to even touch base on uh the the family dynamic in the third the third choice. So I'm gonna have to say. Okay, it's also not great that I don't remember two of the three <laughs> ladies' names. You're going to have to remind me of that, my man. Deborah. Deborah and Sonia, Sonia and Heidi. Heidi. Okay. If you're going to be um, objectifying fictional women, you should at least, <laughs> at least know their names. So it, it would obviously be Mary, Heidi, fuck. Deborah, Mary, or kill Sonia, right? <laughs> yeah, good answers. Yeah. Remind I mean, me who Deborah is? I don't Brady's remember. Brady's mom? Brady Hartsfield's oh. mom? Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, sorry. That's why I was like, I don't even want to, like, <laughs> dissect all of the... Oh, Ben. Yeah, it's if not good. If you don't kill her, Brady's your stepson. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's marrying Heidi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I dodged that bullet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but you'd have to deal with Brady's jealousy. Uh, it's, <laughs> listen, this isn't a good game. <laughs> I disagree. It is a great game. But my answers are what they are. 
Uh, no, we've got our first listener question. Uh, so uh, Tony Northrup sent us uh, the following question. What is the most memorable Stephen King present you got for Christmas? One year, my husband and a couple of our friends all pooled their money to get me a signed first edition copy of my favorite Stephen King book, my first one, Rose Matter. That is a great Christmas gift. That's a crazy good Christmas yeah. gift. It's very, yeah, I was like, holy shit, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so pretty. It is, and it's next to, I, I still have my battered copy the one i bought when i was like 11 yeah <laughs> goodness i feel like i i've only ever gotten stephen king related gifts from youtube <laughs> um and i guess I, I will take this moment to brag about the very cool uh gift that josh got us both this year package of genuine barrel black <laughs> beauties yeah uh which is very cool i have them in my bag with a drawing pen i will be taking to work with me hell yeah yeah gonna be <laughs> doodling awesome. you'll have to let us know how they how they work oh uh they're gonna work great the doodles are gonna be bad <laughs> <laughs> for me my mother-in-law bought room 217 merch from when we went to the stanley hotel mm. uh, over thanksgiving a few years uh, ago she like got me out of the gift shop and went through and bought like a bunch of nice. merch and <laughs> gave it to me for christmas well, good for her that's yeah. good to do when you're right there <laughs> exactly that's where i got my copy of the shining i didn't oh, own okay. a copy of it but i i was like well i'm at the stanley i've got to buy a copy mm -hmm. of the shining hmm. all right awesome thanks tony for the question yeah all right guys time for our first would you rather would you rather see the line or see the future. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Revisiting our dead zone and dreamcatcher time. Two very, I think, decent powers. Mm -hmm. I would say my first thought is the obvious upside to seeing the line over Johnny's dead zone powers is that seeing the line is so goddamn vague. <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like you could just really finesse that power into doing some really like golden age superman shit where <laughs> it, it, his power set wasn't really written down he could just kind of do whatever was needed in the moment i gotta agree with ben because there's there's this danger and i know part of it's because he got this power well, I mean, did he get it because of an accident? I mean, when he was a kid and then again when mm -hmm. he got in the car accident. But the looking at how it destroyed his life, I would be Johnny because I'd see something and I would have to try to fix it no matter what. And I wouldn't be able to just like accept that that was going to happen and walk away. So for me personally, it'd be healthier if I saw the line. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. I would actually go with see the future. Uh, I've always been fascinated by psychics. I think that I think it's just super interesting. The I've always thought the concept of seeing the future was so interesting. Would you just have a booth where you told people? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would. I'd buy a place in like a strip mall, and I'd make it super occulty. I'd go full <laughs> theatrics with it, mm -hmm. and. It, I would just gain a reputation for being 100% accurate. So that's how people would find me. It'd really be word of mouth. This is a, a sitcom or like <laughs> a weird AMC drama. I want this for you so badly. Thank you. I really appreciate that. 
as a thank you, CM, for backing my play here, I'll go to your round of Mary Fuck Kill. You're not welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, CM, your selection of veritable bachelors are Roland LeBay, (laughs) Greg Stilson, and Jonesy, while inhabited by Mr. Gray. So he's making the face. He's <laughs> making the face for yeah. the movie. The yeah, whole time. he's making the face. <laughs> he's just learning how to use his body, but he has Jonesy's permission to throw some dick down. Man, now you guys are going to know something about me. <laughs> I'd fuck an alien. <laughs> oh, wouldn't you? Come on. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Uh, fuck Jonesy, Mr. Gray. Mary Greg, because... You know, I can just be a, a politician's wife <laughs> and a, definitely kill Roland. Bay. I, I can't do anything else with that guy. I can't I can't tolerate it. <laughs> I honestly I, I thought the who to kill would be a bigger struggle for you. No, you got that nasty wife beater and back brace. That's it. Greg <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Stilson's going to end the life on the planet, though. That is true. But I'm sure he showers. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Nope. See, I'm setting the bar right in the middle. I just see. I can't. This is uh, about me, not the world. That's, uh, <laughs> and you get to have sex with an alien. Right on. <laughs> it's got to be fun. Um, it's got to be. I f- no, I disagree. I feel like you have to be a very patient teacher. <laughs> I, I, how Star Wars are these aliens? I, yeah. Okay, he would be so like think about when he was eating bacon. How excited! <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Good mean, night, everybody. <laughs> I did not. Happy holidays. No, See you next I, year. I didn't mean for that to be dirty. That wasn't me. That was you guys. You get your minds out of the gutter. I just meant experiencing new things for Happy him. Happy holidays. I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> Benny was just so attentive to the thing. I'm not taking credit for this. <laughs> I refuse. He understood the bacon's needs. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> oh boy, that is wonderful. <laughs> guys are jerks. <laughs> okay, Jared Hazelwood sent us a question he started asking last year, and it was really great. So we're bringing it back for this year. We're doing Secret Santa, but here's the twist. You have to give a character you like something good, and you also have to give a gift to a bad character. And as noted, it can't be a, the gift can't be a bullet to the head, CM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to be an actual <laughs> gift. But here's the twist. This year, Jared has selected that CM gets to pick mine, I get to pick Ben's, and Ben gets to pick CM's. Mm. So you get just the characters, just the characters, okay. and then we have to answer with our gifts. Okay, Ben, would I, I have two characters for you if you're ready for it. Go for it. Uh, so you have to get Secret Santa presents for Beaver and Buddy Repperton. The Beave. What would the Beaver want? I it's know. not bacon, Sam. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good answer that's, really that's good why I answer. whispered it so no one knows 
that's that's a really good one because all I can think of, well, my first was like beer, but that's Pete, right? Pete's yeah. the, yeah. the drug, alcoholic. Yeah, <laughs> which I would obviously great alcohol because I'm a bad person. <laughs> um, no, uh, God, a leather jacket is so good, but I, I mean, I would have to say some sort of uh, pocket-based toothpick holder. <laughs> Just something that he doesn't have to reach and grab a toothpick off of a disgusting, blood-stained <laughs> bathroom floor. Yeah. Does uh, it have to be something real? Could it be like... That's a very strange question like, to ask for this well, tape holster. Uh, like, a, <laughs> like the never-ending, like the gobstopper. Like from, <laughs> sure. Just a toothpick that never... Oh, that's a good yeah. one. A magical toothpick mm-hmm. that never isn't a toothpick. <laughs> I guess that's just a metal toothpick, right? Yeah, get him a metal toothpick. <clears throat> it's pretty metal. That'll do his teeth wonders. <laughs> and for Buddy Repperton, God, some something to drink that's better than the like fucking wine spritzer. <laughs> the oh, Texas driver. Yes. <laughs> Dude needs to... You'd get him a fake out. ID. <laughs> <laughs> he already has to have oh, one, yeah, right? That's a good point. What do you get the greaser that has everything? <laughs> oh, God. That's great. <laughs> okay, so I pick two for CM. Two for CM. So for our uh, good character, I'm going to pick Jerome from Mr. Mercedes mm. and... For your bad character, I had it on the tip of my goddamn tongue. <laughs> oh, Dolan. Oh. Ooh. This is a really hard game. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> well, for Jerome, I, I feel like I know what his interests are because he's he's very he's a very analytical character. I would want to get him something to support that curiosity that he has and kind of encourage him to pursue that, like, you know, a... Uh, you know, if he was a, a little kid, I'd get him like a detective thing. <laughs> but what do you, I can't think of what to get an adult, like a teen. An adult man who's going to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. A really yeah. nice uh, magnifying glass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and a Sherlock Holmes hat. Yeah, probably just some some really classic, cool detective books. Maybe first edition, maybe something, uh, I don't know, something that you would keep and, and cherish. Something for the downtime between schoolwork. Yeah. That's still interesting. Yeah, it's a great gift. It's a great gift. And then for... Dolan. Dolan. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to go Demolition Man style, and I'm going to um, give him a gift certificate to join a knitting club. <laughs> Calm the fuck down, dude. Calm down. I was going to say an ejector seat. I, I thought about something <laughs> like that, but do I want him to escape? It is a gift for him. That's true. I mean... <laughs> I just love the idea of no, of Dolan in a knitting club. Yeah, get him the complete works of Edgar Allan Poe. Just <laughs> gonna have some downtime yeah. to read. Yeah, yeah. All right, Josh, for your good character, Alice from Cell, and your bad character, Brady from Mr. Mercedes. Oh, gross! I know what I'd get both of them. <laughs> Man, okay, let's see. I'd get Alice a helmet. Yes, I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) 
Which is also funny because it's the same gift I gave Ruth McCausland last year for the Tommyknockers. <laughs> You're saving lives, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. And then for Brady, I would get I'd get Brady uh, a bunch of Star Trek decorations so he could finish his design around his basement of all his like really sci-fi setup. It's a nice gift. Yeah. What about like a one-year subscription to Tinder or Match.com or something? <laughs> uh, just uh, you can get a like a gift card for Pornhub, right? Yeah, that's, that's something. You look can. at someone other than your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'd find a woman who looks a lot like his mom, oh. and I'd set them up on a date. <laughs> Gross. Uh, all right. Next, one more. Would you rather? Would you rather? survive the pulse or the virus the virus because that seems to go away on its own without leaving (laughs) such a huge you know destructive path and the pulse got to deal with the world being different now yeah we live somewhere where uh several months out of the year the virus would just be a (laughs) non-issue yeah let me think about all the plus sides of the pulse (laughs) Well, I mean, you know what? You you are right. It's got to be something. Even if it's if it's really cold and just people staying uh, a certain distance away from each other, maybe wearing masks. Oh my god, could prevent it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why the Midwest has been immune from all diseases. Uh, yep. <laughs> well, once again, I'm the odd man out, man. I'd go the pulse. Uh, the, oh, I'd get all no these way. kids off their phones. Right? Get all these kids off what? their phones. Because as we discussed, we would all be safe because none of us will ever answer <laughs> our fucking phones for anything. And I love post-apocalyptic shit, man. Uh, I just do my best to... I'd kill one herd, one flock of phoners to get the warning... <laughs> Why? Why do you want the warning? Because I technically I don't know that I get a warning. I gotta I gotta do it to find out that oh oh you don't keep you don't keep the knowledge of right. Okay, I wouldn't know okay. the raggedy man is you would, keeping you're, tabs. You're positing though that you would learn from this lesson, unlike our <laughs> right characters. Right. I would I just clear out what I needed to, mm-hmm. and then I would survive. I'd go full Dawn of the Dead, and I'd I'd just live in a mall. That's, and that's how I that would worked exist. out for them. Great. When people <laughs> have this opinion of of post apocalypse, it it is wild to me. <laughs> it just I, I tell people that the moment I knew I was an adult was uh, when I changed my zombie survival plan from grab a bug out bed bag and head to the woods to just die. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. It sounds like so much work. But see, with with the pulse, you're not at a certain point. You're not dealing with ravenous, uh, rip you apart monsters. You know, the the daytime nighttime cycle. You can really just you can figure out survivability like that's way more manageable than a zombie apocalypse. They were rounding up people, telling them they were going to make this special place for them. But that's not what was going to happen. You'd be fighting off the phoners forever. That's true. That is a bummer. Uh, I've made my decision. <laughs> I've made my bed and now I've uh, got to. We know Josh bought the lie about. I've got to uh, kill phoners in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I definitely would have. If there's a place that's safe, I would have bought into that shit hook, line, and sinker. And I would have I would have been made for sure. Up next, we have a listener question from Michelle Devane. 
Her question is, Netflix is coming out with a true crime documentary and you can only watch one. Which one would you watch? The true crime documentary about Janelle, Dolan, or Darnell? Ooh, Janelle's just too intriguing. These are all very good. Yeah, yeah. these are really Wait, can good. Can we each pick one and then just tell each other about them? Yeah. <laughs> as we, as Ben and I found out very recently, you don't understand the concept of you can only pick one games. What? Wait, what? The uh, we got uh, Jeremy sent us the which eighties movie you can only keep one. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's right. CM had never seen one of those questions before and was utterly baffled. Thanks for telling everybody <laughs> yeah. that. You Put shouldn't have looked, on blast. If you would've, wouldn't have looked so confused, I wouldn't have had to explain. I still don't understand this. <laughs> Pick one. What? But I have a TV. I can watch them all. <laughs> I don't get it. Your powers of logic are too strong for games. <laughs> uh, okay, so our, our options were Janelli, Darnell, and who? Dolan. And Dolan. So I wouldn't want to re- watch Dolan because it's going to be a bunch of racism and human trafficking that yeah. sucks i i think i'd have to go with janelli because like mob crime stories yeah that'd be fascinating he's way more mysterious and charismatic mm-hmm. see i would go darnell only because the i want to know the story that built the empire mm. that mm-hmm. he hid all of like because by the time he They've got this sting operation. They've talked about just how much crime Darnell has committed. And we know it ends with a car breaking into his house. Mm, yeah. That is true. <laughs> and, and I love the small town angle, too, mm. of like this huge crime empire run out of this quiet town. Yeah. Oh, you might have you might have turned me around. <laughs> like I said, I'd watch all three of them. Yeah. I do think Dolan's would be interesting in the rise to power aspect. Because you we there's no mention of it'd be so he, unsatisfying though because it would end with and then he disappeared and no one ever knew why. Yeah, people hate unsolved mysteries and they're not popular <laughs> at all. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to know now how Netflix would justify Christine. I'm gonna guess it would be stolen car drove into his house. Because Christine's gone by the time yeah. anybody oh, finds his yeah. body. I mean, I'm still going to stick with Janelli just yeah. because I, I think a lot of fun stuff God. there to uncover. I feel like Janelli's true crime documentary is a lot of blacked out faces with voices altered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of shit to unpack for Janelli. Oh, imagine them explaining him his death. Ooh. <laughs> they only found... Uh, that's a mob his, death, too. That's true. His hand was found in a garbage can wrapped in newspaper in a McDonald's. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from Casey Bauer. If you could turn any two Stephen King short stories into dollar babies, which ones would they be? I had to do a lot of research oh, on this because I'm not as well versed in the short stories. Yeah, you're you're really I, springing this on. Okay, can I kind of? I hope this uh, this answer honors the question. I'm not trying to not answer it, but weirdly enough, I had a thought earlier in the week reading about something we're going to discuss on our it episode later. It was one of the side stories in it, one of the town history things, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking how fucking cool, you know, especially with it. We have 
the It miniseries and It movie, what if we could add to that body of work and we were allowed to basically give the side stories within these books the dollar baby treatment? Because I would love to see the silver dollar dollar baby. Have it be like um, a, 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 what's the show? The show that exists. Castle Rock show. Except even more... It's small and like yes, because all of these stories in and of themselves are so rich that it would be amazing. Except for fast cars, <laughs> it would be amazing to see them adapted. That, can that can that be my answer? That's a that's great a good answer. answer. Okay, yeah, I, I hope our listener approves of that. <laughs> um, so many of them that pop into my head immediately, I can't answer because I know they are currently in. Development, <laughs> like I know, um, the boogeyman popped into my head. Yeah, is in pre uh, post production, I think, or it's in I think production. It's in production. Anyway. Yeah, this probably popped in my head because I know it's in production. The jaunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know anything about which the is jaunt. a fantastic short story. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to adapt it into anything more than a movie because it is pretty contained story wise, but it's all about like world building it's a sci-fi oh. story that builds the world with this the this technology called the jaunt that it's it's very good okay very cool i think that's a great answer that i'm just trying amazing. to think of now <laughs> one that isn't, that isn't they're not actively <laughs> uh making uh what's the other one they they're making jerusalem's lot mm-hmm. into a series right now and that's that a looks dollar baby amazing too. so i guess my i think my answer would be the little sisters of Aloria, just yeah. because i would love to see a one-off people are always like oh if they made the dark tower a series you know okay well that yes that would be in an ideal world fantastic but why not as like a jumping off point Take mm-hmm. one of the little one-off stories in that world and adapt that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty rad. All right, good answers. Uh, I picked "You Are," which was—I uh, don't know if either of you have read it. No, I have not. It is—it was exclusively for Kindle, and basically the premise. Uh, it was back when all Kindles were all—they were all white. Mm-hmm. And this guy orders a Kindle and he gets a pink one. And it has a catalog. You're crazy. That's the whole <laughs> That's it. Uh, and by using it, he can access news articles from different alternate realities. Oh, that's cool. And read like news stories from different dimensions that just the timeline has changed a different way from ours. Hmm. I'm gonna have to check that one out. That sounds cool. Yeah, I feel like that'd be I feel like it'd be kind of a challenge to do cinematically, but I just I like that concept so much. Can I give my real answer? Yeah. The breathing method. <laughs> let's bring the club to life. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, my other one was The Road Virus Heads North. Mm, uh, God, it has creepy. been adapted. Really? I Wasn't it adapted in Nightmares and Dreamscapes? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll have to I'm check that out. I'm almost certain there was, a, there was a very short anthology series called Nightmares and Dreamscapes, and I'm... We gotta I'm cover that on the show. Almost mm-hmm. positive, uh, the Road Virus Heads North was adapted because nice. that is one of the scariest uh, <laughs> yeah. stories. Oh, yeah. Horrifying! <laughs> All right, awesome. This just makes sense to jump into it, even even though we've just kind of talked about some. But uh, we actually had uh, for our listeners know we ran that uh, number one fan 
program. And one of the things that the listeners who were selected, they got to record their own audio and send it to us to ask us their question. Yay. Uh, so this <laughs> is uh, one of those questions from Josh and Derry. Hey, Derry Public Radio. It's Josh and Derry. Are there any upcoming Stephen King works or adaptations rumored or confirmed that you are looking forward to more than others that may be released in 2022? Thanks. Oh, man, this is a hard one because two pop up immediately. Okay, I'm going to try to just pick one. Hope that one of you see the other. <laughs> because of the discussion we had about the Firestarter movie and mm. how disappointed we were with that and just thinking about all the potential for how really great that story is for an adaptation, that's one I'm really looking forward to. I mean, like I just said, there are so many. You, in preparation, you did send us a link to all of the currently yeah. being produced. And almost all of them, obviously. Like, <laughs> oh my God, they're making that? Hell yes. I am extremely excited for, I think they're calling it Chapel White. Yeah. Is that what the, the Jerusalem's Lot series is being called? That's already out. Wait, yeah, that one's already, already out. Done. It is? Uh-huh. With Adrian Brody? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, man. It's I on, know what I'm... on Epics? Exclusively on Epics? Okay, well, uh, scratch that. I'm going to watch that <laughs> when I go home. Um, but they are re- the remake of Salem's Lot is on that list. Also, sounds good. No, in that case, I will say uh, I'm real excited for... I don't have an answer. I was hoping it would come to me as I was talking. Okay, so this isn't actually Stephen King, so it's a little cheating, (laughs) but they are coming out with a movie adaptation of the short story, The Mm -hmm. Black Phone, by Joe Hill. Oh, it's going to be so good. Which we covered on our Patreon exclusive. We did. Which we have. It's it's a fantastic short story, and the trailer makes it look really, really good and faithful, so that I'm pretty excited for. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. I am most looking forward to, uh, and I just I hope it says it's it's in production, and I hope it stays that way. But they're doing the Talisman as a series, Ooh. Oh, and I am very gosh. excited about that. Oh. Which Talisman's coming up next year uh, yeah. on our reading list, so we'll see if that timing shakes out. That would be very very yeah. Good. But that just uh, I've been wanting a version of the Talisman forever. And it's going to be so exciting to have one. Alexander Skarsgård was in it. All right. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Or Bill. Who would would Alexander Skarsgård play? Oh, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) He plays Wolf. It's full CGI, so it's not him, but he does the voice. So CM has to be like, all right, I guess I got it. (laughs) Now, (laughs) this is a question that... I don't know if it'll be good or not, but I think it's funny. It's one of mine. It's not a listener <laughs> okay, question. Thank goodness. <laughs> the look, I was like, I really rude. needed to cover that with the look you guys gave me. Uh, in the vein of thinner, if you had an ironic one-word curse placed on you, what would it be, and what did you do to deserve it? A uh, one word. Yeah, it's got to be one word deliverable. I'll tell you guys mine. It would be. Uh, should, should I whisper it like the yeah like the curse? Heckle. That is the curse, and the curse would be that I would be unable to go to a live show without heckling, which would be my worst nightmare. Let me tell you what I did (laughs) to deserve it. As a host of a burlesque show, as you both have co-hosted, as you know, the audience sometimes gets a little rowdy, and I have to shut them down 
And there have been times where I have said some very aggressive things <laughs> to drunk audience members. So I imagine it's one of those scenarios where some person, this person in the crowd has the power to curse me. I don't know it, but he <laughs> says something and I shut him down real hard. And I just, I hit a nerve that I didn't know I hit. And then he places the curse on me. Okay. I got mine. My, <laughs> this, this is going to seem really stupid. <laughs> Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, please explain. <laughs> Okay, so my I was first just thinking, what if I could no longer read? But then I felt really bad because some people can't <laughs> yeah, that's, read, yeah. and I didn't want to be that guy. So I decided my other worst nightmare would be if I was always full, so I couldn't enjoy food or eat. That, oof. As someone who's been having uh, tummy problems for the past week, <laughs> that is a nightmare. <laughs> So what did you do to deserve this curse? Well, something no one knows about me but my family and anyone who's been out to eat with me is mm -hmm. that if we're at like an event or a family reunion or a buffet, inevitably, I am always the first one at like in line getting my food, even if there are tiny like ancient old ladies or vets like people you'd let go first. No one ever does it. And I get really nervous and hungry and so <laughs> so i i make a, a social faux pas and i i go up first and someone who whose right it was to go before me <laughs> curses me mm -hmm. so i'm never hungry again that's amazing <laughs> and mine i guess would probably be funkier funkier <laughs> yeah okay uh, I'd, I'd start out not very funky, and then I'd slowly start dressing like I was in Parliament Funkadelic. <laughs> what did you do to deserve this curse? This, what did you deserve, do to deserve this terrible fate? Not funky enough. <laughs> so you went to like a funk concert. Yeah, and you, I, just, you didn't bring. The you funk. just shook I your head. The no, I, I stood sternly. there in the front row, uh, with my arms crossed, <laughs> pointedly shaking my head. No, <laughs> no, at the bass player. Oh, did the bass player curse you? And yeah, he he uh, played the funkiest riff. Said funkier, and, and you were doomed to live an eternity I'm, of hmm. excessive funk. Yeah, man, that probably hits a dangerous threshold. At least mine, I guess the plus side to mine is it's conditional. Heckling only works <laughs> at an event. It doesn't ruin my whole life. Oh. But if what if there was really just hecklers horrible. in your everyday life? Oh, no. I would just be, well, that's kind of yeah. what I do. In my, <laughs> yeah. I am the loudest person in every room, more or less. It would just be to the point where no one wanted to spend time with me, and it forced me into isolation. Mm. And that is my true nightmare. All right. Next question. If a remake was being done of one of the movies that we saw this year, what left out scene from the book would you put back into the oh movie? Oh my god, this is an involved question. This is, I'll give you, uh, this is from Michelle, and Michelle gave her answer, and her answer was if they remade Christine and uh, she'd want them to put Christine destroying Darnell's house. They are remaking Christine. Yes. Ooh, maybe they'll do Hopefully that. Hopefully they'll That's do it. That's a good answer. Yeah. That was going to be mine, but now I can't have it. <laughs> wink, wink. I would put all of the good, 
back and sew. Be more specific. <laughs> well, like, you know, every scene. Yeah. Yeah. Let's this is asking better. for one scene. <laughs> well, That's one, not enough for well, that one movie. Scene, well, they're remaking it, so the whole movie will be better. But what scene from the book would you specifically want to be done faithfully in this remake? Oh, man, I hated that movie. I don't even know why I picked that. <laughs> Well, it's funny because Cell was high on my list of s- stuff to add a scene into because we, it was so bad. Yeah, we didn't really get as much kind of like we talked about when we covered the book and the movie. All of the things that you expect from a King's story kind of walk right up to it and then just back off. And I feel like it'd be cool to have a scene with like more of the other people, maybe those two guys who ultimately end up killing Alice and, and they get mm, killed in yeah. return. Or like the the dreams where it's everybody and they're like on these pedestals. When they're like floating. If they, and, yeah, yeah, if they could do it good, I think that that would just be such a surreal, interesting moment that would add a lot of depth to the movie. It's a good answer. Josh, do you have an answer while I still think? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like I said, I'd also talked to, I'd also thought about Cell. And if I were to, were to do something for Cell, it would be the the street scene at the beginning the airport was great mm-hmm. but the street was so chaotic i would really love to see and and kind of hilarious <laughs> as we argued i'd yeah. love to see all that uh but to i would really like dreamcatcher to dreamcatcher mm-hmm. i would change i'd change the ending to match the book yeah uh because i feel like that i feel like visually the idea of them connecting psychically reverting to their child state for that moment mm-hmm. is a way more interesting payoff than Duddits saying I Duddits and turning into a big alien and 16 and nining another alien. <laughs> not as sexy. Not yeah. not nearly as sexy. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You do get to watch two 12-year-olds uh smother, smother and an stab alien. an alien. Jesus, that's dark. The alien that Sam had sex with. That's my <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> Uh, okay i think i have an answer uh hopefully it is acceptable because i i didn't see the original adaptation but i think mr mercedes uh, usually this is the opposite argument is i wish this movie had been a tv show so they could have you know fleshed out I think Mr. Mercedes would make a really good standalone movie. Mm. I I would love to see Bill Hodges as like old John McClane. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that would be a really, really <laughs> good movie. So I I'll say I'll say Mr. Mercedes. Nice. nice. The you said you haven't seen the series? I have not watched oh, the series. Boy. The City Center Massacre in the series is fucking amazing. Oof. In the worst way. Yeah, of But course. it's done so magnificently. All right, we have uh, another question from Jared that has become a tradition. He loves to pitch us recastings. So this year he has asked us to recast Dreamcatcher with Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> CM's greatest fear has become true. Do you, do you not know Muppets, CM? I don't know them. And something about Muppets... And dolls and things like that. I'm, I'm not, I don't like. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it's okay. Like Little Shop of Horrors, which mm. is not a Muppet, but it, you know. It's I mean. made by Jim Henson Company. Yeah. 
So. It's because that was clearly a horror movie and you knew you were supposed to be afraid of Audrey. <laughs> but the Muppets, it's just this like instinctual fear that nobody is acknowledging. And then I seem like the weirdo. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so I feel like we can just kind of go around and and call out our castings. I think I want to get the most obvious one out of the way. And it's that Beaver should be played by Fozzie Bear. I was literally going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain why. But that is the correct answer. Because you just replace every Beavism with a waka waka waka. <laughs> and it's the same effect. Yeah. Can, can I go? Because I'm not going to be able to sure. participate very well. And I don't want you guys to take mine. Henry would be Kermit the Frog. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like he's yeah. kind of got that leadership quality. And I could see, again... I think Kermit's a dark dude. <laughs> Which No, I like that. That's very that is a very funny take to me. Uh no, I like that because that also means Jonesy would be uh Gonzo. I think <laughs> it just makes sense to me that Gonzo would be the one possessed by the alien. Gonzo's canonically an alien. We don't so. we don't talk about Muppets in space, Josh. <laughs> I forgot. That's the rule of the podcast. Oh, and my only my only big must cast for this fan casting is that the the aliens when they turn into the big worm monsters turn into Sweetums. <laughs> yeah, because I love Sweetums oh, so very much. That's great. I love that. Sweetums is the big one that's just like a dude in a furry suit yeah. with the big nose and the scary mouth. <laughs> I love that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, I, I think that uh, Kurtz should be played by Sam Eagle. Sam e- Yes. Duh. Obviously. He's the most patriotic of all the Muppets. And Owen Underhill would be like Scooter or some I, like boring ass Muppet. I was going to say Owen Underhill's Miss Piggy. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Just kicking ass. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like, I like that a lot. Uh, so we were missing Pete, Duddits, and if we wanted oh. to cast a Mr. Gray. Pete would be the Cookie Monster. That is a Sesame Street character. It is not a Muppet. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> my my Pete, I have uh, Ralph the dog. Uh, I was going to musicians say musicians have drinking problems. Sesame Street is not Muppets. Correct. They're Jim Henson. Oh my not. god. I don't know. I, I want Rizzo the rat in there somewhere. <laughs> That's Duddits, man. No, no. I, I feel like he would. He's way more of a Pete. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Rizzo, fun. Yeah, for sure. He's definitely a Pete. And I I think he does the literal like burrowing bit from the movie in Muppet in Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset because I am so lost. This is what growing up in a Christian household does to you, <laughs> mom. <laughs> uh, I had, for Mr. Gray, my initial thought was uh, Statler and Waldorf as the voices of Mr. Gray. Uh, Beaker. Yeah. What about Duddits? Maybe Duddits is Sweetums. I, lo- I just love Sweetums. Yeah, Sweetums can be Duddits. All right, there's. I think I think we locked in our casting. Yeah, that's a fun one. Even though it traumatized Sam a little bit. I didn't know they were different things. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that terrible? No, no you're you're fine. You are you are. Do not, I need to delete probably that? not alone. <laughs> no one is going I, to blame you for not knowing Muppets. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then now we have uh, another question that we have audio for from our Australian number one super fan, Spanky. Spanky. Hey kids, 
Spanky here. If you could be one element of evil of these three, which would it be? Christine, but you're confined to being a car. Brady Hartsfield, you kill your little brother. Lust after your mother, but you can't manage to kill a retired cop who actually wants to kill himself. Or Pennywise, all wonders of ways to kill, but you're confined to dairy. Though you do have a secret entrance to the basement of the Civic Center. That's a... <laughs> A truly Man. surreal question. <laughs> <laughs> Would you expect anything less from Spanky, no. though? Fair enough. <laughs> the problem here is I don't want to kill people. Interesting. Uh, I hadn't even take. thought about that angle. <laughs> <laughs> that means Brady. Uh, well, no. <laughs> because the, the other stuff is just so icky. <laughs> but I do have count. to say, always wanted to be a car. <laughs> So I, I'd have to go with Christine. So Ben, you um, are in fact a car boy. I, I've been a car boy this whole time. Wait, does that mean you're part of my three? <laughs> now, I'm a different car. Yeah, oh, okay. Ben, you are a well, you are your first car. What car are you? Oh no, I'm a Ford Windstar. <laughs> I'm a minivan. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that van. <laughs> it's a great car to be turned into. CM? Well, now I feel guilty because I wasn't even thinking about how many people I'd have to kill. But I'd go with Pennywise because that means that I would have seen space. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, because I came from space. Uh, yeah, no, you're not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that is a very interesting. That's my dream. Because then I'd see space. Yeah. Shapeshifting is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd go with Pennywise because I'm an actor. <laughs> I love the the idea that I could shapeshift into anything I wanted is just too fucking cool for me to pass up. It's why my favorite Batman villain's Clayface. So to to defeat you, they would just have to ignore your characters. Oh, that would be the <laughs> cruelest fate. How you defeat Josh in real life. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that hurts. It's so true. <laughs> uh, all right. Now we're going to we're going to close things out. With something brand new that we've never done before. We, I, we've talked about it off mic, but I, I want to pick this year's inaugural winner of the Big Steve Award. Mm. The Big Steve Award goes to a minor character in any of the books we've covered that either just deserved more time, was just kick ass and we wanted that much more of, or deserved better than what they got. So... This year's nominees for the Big Steve Award, we have four nominees, Patty Uris, Heidi Halleck, Kay McCall, and Emil Dog Brodsky. I would say Heidi because it's in that we talked about this, that book is so bleak and mean and it just sucks how she was treated because she was blamed by Billy for everything that happened and it wasn't yeah. her fault. And I mean... It, they were both being irresponsible. Car, obviously, <laughs> can't get around that. But that that he he killed his wife. <laughs> I, I understand your argument, but I also didn't want more Heidi. I don't. That doesn't mean I want more of her. I just want her to have gotten a better deal. That's fair. Yeah, I, she has a rough end she really for does. really no reason. Because remember, the curse did not happen because. Of the auto accident, it happened because he did not take responsibility for it, and mm. him and all of his friends 
got each other off. So, hey, oh, <laughs> just choke <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I feel like Emil Dog Brodsky is is the front runner for me mm-hmm. purely because he went from being this minor character that just gets possessed to fix a battery and then three sections of the book later <laughs> leads a full-on <laughs> resistance against the military uh takes down a bunch of soldiers and leads a group of people to freedom in canada it's pretty sweet i completely agree with you josh on this one especially considering that storyline of it, what that guy must have gone through from getting interned to finding every like getting everyone together to lead this uh armed resistance is just so much more interesting interesting than everything else that's going on in the book at that time <laughs> Because that's like near getting into the endless chase at the end of the book. Mm -hmm. If the book just pivoted to being about that dude for the rest of the time, (laughs) it would be a better book for it. (laughs) All right. uh, Congratulations to Emil Dog Brodsky as our winner of this year's first Big Steve Award. Congratulations. All right, guys, that's it for this year's Merry Dairy Christmas. Did you guys have a good time? Woo! Yeah, (laughs) this is one of my favorite traditions that we do. It's so fun just to hang out and shoot the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, All right, um, until next year, we want to say just a quick thank you to everybody who submitted questions. Start working on your questions for next year already. Just write them down as we cover. You know what books we're covering. Just start working them out and sending them to us. I don't care if it's December or not. I'll keep them. Yeah, that is it for this episode of Dairy Public Radio. As always, thank you for listening. Join us for our next episode. And from Josh and Ben, this is CM wishing you all a Merry Dairy Christmas. Hey everyone, CM Alexander here. Thank you for listening to our Merry Dairy Christmas episode. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dairy Public Radio or Twitter at Dairy Public, and you can send us an email at dairypublicradio at gmail.com. Don't forget to check us out at our Etsy shop. Just search Dairy Public Radio and follow us on Patreon, where you can get our exclusive monthly podcast, The Club, at the $5 and up tier. That's all for now, listeners. Goodbye.